Mr. Finley. Uh, how are you, Mr. Finley? Uh, sausage rack em up. Yeah. I am happy to be doing this. I don't tonight. get the reference. You've made it twice tonight already. But but it's from the movie we're talking about, you Sausage rack it up? Oh, sausage rack em up. Hmm, interesting. We are um, at live ish, I want to say. And if you want to correct me on that, but we want to do some live shows, and that would imply an audience. Mm-hmm. We're live ish in that we're recording live at the Tension Billiards here in Fresno, California. And our audience is really the occasionally bewildered. Billiards players looking mm-hmm. over at two guys with shouting in the microphones yeah. above this crazy music, uh-huh, which uh-huh. you might be able to hear in the background. A little bit of the '80s there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did this like a John Claude Van Damme movie or something. Yeah, so it's live-ish. Like we're on location. Yeah, we're. On, I, like, I like that one. On, on location. location. I think we hit it because we're not going to be live by the time the people here. But probably. Fuck, fuck veracity. Let's go. On. It's I like, like this. remember those old uh, like Al Franken uh, bits on SNL, like mm. on location, like yeah. reporting from ten feet away. Right. It has that irritability, mm-hmm. like uh, quality. We have we have we have we have wandered <laughs> away from the uh, from the, the the palace that yeah. is our pod palace and uh, yeah, yeah. that's into the we're not the pod the, palace the, anymore. No, we're in the we're in the low low, low lights everywhere. Yeah, oh, it's kind of nice. Abounding, my friend. Not abounding in the litter of people. Bad, sir. <laughs> we're both off okay. a class. You just took a class. I'm that's off right. teaching a class. Yeah. Um, so we got class. We got class. Got class, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. um, I don't even know where to start with this. I thought it, maybe a weird and interesting place might be this without giving any names away Tommy huh? have you ever been in a relationship that is so terrible you know it can't work but you're incapable of doing anything but staying in it oh yeah absolutely I've <laughs> had that I, I should ask I, if you've I, never my most I think my most my best example of that one is the one where I didn't want to go anywhere because this person was still fucking me but it was not a great relationship I didn't oh, like the person so you were staying you were staying just for the sex oh, just but... for the sex and I didn't like her at all you did, know? now did you did you not like her or did you hate her uh, I didn't hate her she okay. was she was too dumb and, and innocuous to, to really hate you know? yes I think hatred could be even better because at least you have the pleasure I, of hating I, I, someone I, there's some caring involved with, it, it's with just the not working and you're right. staying and you right. know that you should leave yeah, I mean, like we had this relationship where basically we were, it was all about fuck buddies, and they were like, if we, you know, ever decide to do something else, then yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And we never had that conversation, and so like months after the fact, after we finally just stopped calling, basically yeah. that's yeah, how yeah, it yeah. died. I found out from some friends who knew her from where she worked uh-huh. that she thought I was a shitty boyfriend, and she was telling everybody <laughs> I was a shitty boyfriend. You were. I, was like, I wasn't a boyfriend. We oh, never had that conversation. Oh. That was part of the deal uh, we had. See, I mean, that could be a little bit your fault, but it, I mean, maybe. I mean, in retrospect, it who might knows? Be, it but. might be like. A bad case of like, like the, the the dumb male not getting it, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like you know, I mean, she was, she made some obvious move towards yeah. nesting with me, and I just didn't, <laughs> just didn't get pick it. up on it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I didn't want to because then we would have that conversation. We're like, no, I can't. No, yeah, sorry, but please fuck me some more. Well, no. yeah, yeah, that is addictive. Well, I mean, I, I think so I've had some same. of the, the same sort of things. Like um, mm-hmm. been in relationships way too long, yeah. way past the expiration date. Yeah. I knew it, and then and then if the person had the gall to bring it up first, mm-hmm. I was like. What do you mean? Right. But it's really just like thank it's God, fucking thank you so much watching over you. Yeah, <laughs> for being yeah. brave enough to end this horrific holocaust of a yeah. of a relationship. I bring it up because I think you know we're going to talk about a film that's well, we're going to talk about the Hustler. Yeah, that's just it's a it's a one movie um, one movie podcast, and it's also we should immediately thank you, our Patreon subscribers, oh, yeah. for for uh, making this possible mm-hmm. by subscribing. Absolutely. Um, so this is available only to you. I'm actually enjoying a beer because. 
because of you guys. Thank yeah, you so beer much. to Tommy. Uh-huh. Um, but but I, I bring it up because the hustler is. I want to sort of start off by saying it's it's kind of not about pool. I know that's a cutesy thing to say, no, but you're absolutely right. It's absolutely not about pool. It's it, a it's about a lot of things, and yeah. pool's part of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not even the people playing pool aren't playing pool to play pool. They're playing pool to make money. They're hus- They're hustlers. Is what they are. They're basically they're, they're grifters. Well, okay, so it's about that for sure. sure. But but I would also assert, and I'm, I'm sort of jumping ahead here, that one of the many things it's about is is the, the sort of dysfunctional relationship, or like how a dysfunctional relationship keeps it, it's itself going. Or it's or also like how that. a dysfunctional relationship in can in its own dysfunction uh, afford a measure of salvation. Uh, that you can either get or not get. Wait, and I, I think that's one of I the points. The audience of this story. heard it, but I don't have the, the capability to rewind. So say it one more time. Well, it's it's like you can have a dysfunctional relationship, and nevertheless, that's that you know saves your soul or however you want it. It it it, it becomes you know your redemption quality. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, I think that's very heavy in this movie. Well, maybe except that, and again, I'm getting ahead we of could, myself. We could like, really have a good disagreement on this one. Yeah, maybe except that except that um, Scorsese then brought us the color of money, mm. and and it's almost like he did his best. I mean, Scorsese really screwed the pooch on that one. He yeah. really fucked up. Not his best money by any stretch. And, and in so many ways, but one of them is sort of speaks to what you're talking about. It, even if it had truth, it's almost like Scorsese made it untrue mm. by revealing. Mm-hmm. Fastity Felsen uh, later on. Anyway, we're jumping ahead. We're talking about the, uh, you know, we're in detention billiards because, of course, the hustler's about. Ooh. Initially, it's about pool, right? Yeah, so if you didn't, if you don't know anything else about this movie, yeah, it's a fucking great pool movie. It is a if great. If nothing else draws movie. you to this movie, watch it because the pool shots are some of the best pool shots ever captured on screen by some of by, by maybe the greatest pool master of all time. Willie Moscone. Yeah, you know the thing about Moscone is I did some I did some research on that and and the whole story about him doing like the majority of, of Newman shots apparently is a myth. Really? That, that that Newman did actually that Gleason did all of his shots. Yeah, yeah. And that and that uh, um, Newman did about seventy five percent of his own shots. Huh. Okay, I could believe that because he, there there was some really good shots. Acting. But at the same time, like there were some crazy shots that, oh, that yeah. you could never. No, no, <laughs> some, no, no. Some, some ridiculous Massé bullshit. You know, yeah. Defying the laws of gravity that took a Moscone to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Like even 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 Gleason, who is a, who is a tremendous pool player in his own yeah. right, yeah. couldn't have pulled off some of those shots. Well, it's got a great cast, and, huh. and but but clearly the star of this film is, is Paul Newman. You know, when I was watching um, a Paul Newman movie for a, an episode we did a few weeks back, Exodus, mm-hmm. uh, my wife walked through the room and uh, is that Dick Dale here in the background? Nope. Not no, that's White Zombie. <laughs> I am old. Um, so Paul Newman... Oh my gosh, no. Uh, no. So Paul Newman is uh, is on screen and Eva Marie Saint is, is making eyes at him. And my wife walks into the room and she goes, oh, she really uh, she really likes that Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think she wants some of that Paul Newman penis. To which my wife said without missing a beat, she raised her finger and said, um, some over here, please. <laughs> like, who doesn't want some Paul Newman penis? We, okay, so let, let's talk about this a little bit. Because one of the other actors that he's most paired with is Robert Redford, right? Yep. Robert Redford and Paul Newman. A cop just drove by. Fucking yeah, amazing. lights shining through the detention billiard window. <laughs> this place is a real disaster. But, but the fact that, like, I, Newman was always the better actor to me. They're equally pretty. Yeah. He had better roles. I mean... You want to talk about like great movie acting roles? Fast Eddie Felsen, yeah, uh, Cool Hand Luke. I oh mean, yeah, Paul Newman just was just 
such a better actor. I think he just picked better scripts, honestly. Well, he did more. That's the other thing. Because yeah. he also did some real dogs. I hate Ombre and, like, the yeah. torn curtain. I mean, he's, he's done some dogs, for sure. Oh, and, and I think The Young that, Philadelphians? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, my, my, uh, your, I mean, your point's well taken. He is the better of the two actors. Yeah. He's the sort of elder statesman of the two. But but so, so he's in this film, and, and he's not playing ugly. But he's playing like um, his acting is so good. It's like the ugly side of Paul Newman, yeah. if you will, in this black yeah. and white cinemascope. And yeah. he's fast Eddie Felsen from Oakland, California, right. and he's got a partner, and they just sort of run around the country, hustling pool, just hustling pool, making they, their way across the country, classic doing it. sort of con it artist, road. you know, like mm -hmm. oh, I can hardly shoot anything. I'm so drunk, <laughs> but I'm willing to put a hundred dollars on each game right. and the, the local yokels, including. Um, early on, in, in one of the bars, um, a bartender played by uh, a young Mr. Jake LaMotta. No, no, you're wrong on that one. Jake Am I wrong? No, Jake LaMotta was a bartender, but he was a bartender at the bar where P Piper Laurie was drinking. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, who gives a fuck, yeah, Tom? How was that important to correct me on <laughs> sorry, that? Why was it the in, in truth. The... I'm sorry. Oh, pardon me. God. You know, people are going to catch that. They're going <laughs> to, what the fuck are you doing, They're going to be like, God, Tom really saved us from oh, having to yeah. make those fucking angry tweets he deserves. <laughs> so much. Not least of which Jake Lamana, right. who's still alive, even though insane in fucking Oh, Arizona. is he still alive, Tom? That's what I heard. Yeah, he's dead. So fuck you. He died last year. Yeah, well, he fucking died ah. of shame when he realized that somebody was going to think ba he was in a different part of, of the movie. Yeah. Oh my god, you're mm, fucking... So much for uh, the arc wrong. of redemption in this fuckhole. Mm. Arrogant and wrong. Oh, what a surprising move from Tommy. <laughs> from the arrogant wrong guy. Oh, god damn it. Somebody needs to walk up here and chalk your nose. Good, it was a good comeback. Yeah. From the arrogant wrong that was good. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they're, they're sort of. I mean, I don't know if it's grifting or not, but they're just sort of like um, they're conning. Yeah, they're conning around around the country. But but he's looking for the big game, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all about um, it's it, it's all about not money. It's about money, but it's also about like proving yourself. And 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 the thing with Jackie Gleason, who plays uh, Minnesota Fats, mm -hmm. who's, who's the object of Newman's desire. He wants to play Minnesota Fats, well, to right? Beat Minnesota Fats, right? And it, be known for that. Is that you know Gleason's sort of the king of the CD underworld. Like mm -hmm. he is the king rat, right? And right. and his his whole deal is that he plays like a gentleman. He oh, and he just always wins. Yeah. And that's it. That's the secret to, to Minnesota Fats. Right. And everyone around around him is desperate to beat him but no one around him has the character it's right. really a film about character too yeah not mm -hmm. about skill and character in this sense is there's a lot of different elements to it but one of them is one of the reasons he has character is he knows when to walk away from the table with the money in his pocket yep. as opposed to somebody like fast Eddie Felsen gets suckered in he yep. gets hustled yep. by fat by fat uh, into losing his entire bankroll in the thing he could have quit at some point and right. been called the winner for sure that's true so that's a classic you know first like third maybe quarter of the movie which is really just about like this 36 hour or something yeah, you know pool game, <laughs> pool game yeah. between fast Eddie Felsen mm -hmm. and and Minnesota Fat. Yep. Minnesota Fat. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Minnesota um, Fat. You just looked at me. Hey, look yeah. At me. It was you, and then I saw Fat, and then I got confused whether I was a plural or singular. No. And when I look at you, it's, it's plural. Fucking sir. lemur in, a, in your head. I'm starving. <laughs> By the way, Jack, Jackie Gleason is also dead, Tom. Yes, I know. Before that. you make that mistake. Mm -hmm. So, so. But his it, name is Jackie. It's in the movie. Anyways. So, um, uh, th they play this 36 hour game, and of course. You know, Eddie Felsen, fast Eddie Felsen loses because he's a born loser. Right. Right? I mean, he doesn't have the character to go through, and, and Fats knows how to, like, keep a carnation in his jacket and, and, and play the game all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Finish it. Okay, and he finishes 
Paul he Newman. Finishes Paul Newman. Paul Newman is. Fast Eddie walks out of there like a corpse. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, fast. You can't walk out of me now. A great line by Jackie Gleason. You watch me, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, um, Fast Eddie Felson, um, his manager, who's just had, had, had end of his rope with this guy. Yeah. He's, he's been through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he's bankrolled, he's bankrolled the, the whole action, right? He's got to get, got Fast Eddie, his start was like yeah. his partner. It's kind of the bankroll guy. He doesn't play the pool. Fast no. Eddie plays the pool. Yeah. But he's the banking, he's the manager, and he fucking Fast Eddie blows past him and just keeps playing fast when the guy says, let's back out. Right. And it, and it turns out that, that um, his partner had been holding a little money back. He did. Thinking yeah. about their future, which was a smart thing because mm -hmm. Fast Eddie Felson's a, a born loser, right? And he's like twenty something. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's that severs that relationship between them. We got a little right. Steve Miller in the background yeah. now. Yeah. Um, the greats. And so, so now, 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 Paul Newman's cut off on his own in the mm -hmm. city, and this is where he hooks up with Piper Laurie. Now, I want right. to stop here to say this. Huh. I think. Huh? You do not like Piper Laurie. I'm not a fan of her, and I'm not really a fan of her in this movie. Even though, in a, I just, you know what? Here's the thing: I just don't care for Piper Laurie as an actress. She seems very wooden. This is actually one of those movies where it kind of plays to her advantage because her character is a very socially awkward person. Well, I got to say, I don't really know Piper Laurie outside of this movie, mm -hmm. and, and I would defend. But you already did the defending just now, which is to say, she has to be, she has to walk this weird line in this role, right? Literally. Because because <laughs> she has a she has Feels a, like a club foot or club something. foot, not a club sandwich. Just calm no. down, Tom. Oh. Um, she has a club foot, um, but also like she is um, kind of blunted by life. She's yeah. she's a, a boozer. Mm -hmm. um, she has a has a rich old man who sort of like keeps her you know going to night class for interest. She spends her days at like the bus station drinking. Right. Um, she goes. Yeah. She goes at like four, like seven o'clock in the morning because it's the first bar to open in town. Yeah, and then takes men home. Uh, you know, occasionally, yeah, desperate yeah. men home. And and so you know, she's the perfect sort of loser to collide with Newman. But the 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 line she has to walk is that she also has to be the more mature, the more right. cynical of the two. A little older than he, mm -hmm. a little more able to see what's wrong with the relationship. And he's a child. He's totally a child. He's emotionally, he's just a fucking child. So she's forced to be the grown-up. Well, it goes back to that question earlier, though, because I think that that's why that's why I started this episode, mm -hmm. this really loud episode, by <laughs> by asking, you know, have you ever? And I knew the answer is yes, because every person has been in this yeah. relationship where it's like this is, should have ended a long time ago why am I not ending it mm -hmm. and he is incapable of that too because as bad as the relationship is between the two of them immediately right. it's still it's his first home it's yeah. like the only home he's ever had is with this this Piper right. Lord it was out of a suitcase and a fucking back of a Chevrolet you know, traveling the country and hustling and somebody cares for him not yeah. because he won a lot of money that night she mm -hmm. doesn't give a shit about pool she's a loser he's a loser and let's be losers together right. low expectations that's right low expectation theater everybody Hello. yeah mm -hmm. so anyway um I, that's why i think she works i, I don't right. mind her at all she, right she works in the role well and at the same time she's also um she has this quality of being bluntly honest at weird moments like she has this thing about being honest when she gets hammered she gets really she gets oh, really fucking honest oh yeah and there's a lot of his life that doesn't allow for that yeah, I mean that's like that's kind of a foreign sphere to to, to him. But yeah. again, the, the the two of them sort of have a they have like a, an energy, a synergy. God yeah. help me. Yeah, yeah. Together, that that is compelling to the both of them. Yeah, 
if you look at the relationship and you said who is it skewed more towards, I think Piper Laurie is getting the the worse of the deal. Oh, definitely, she's yeah. getting the worse of the deal. Yeah. And, and yet, it, at the it same only time, gets worse as it goes. Because forward. of the club foot, it's almost like is she the real? I mean, she is. Yeah. You and I could agree, and any any sensible viewer would agree. But but it's like always hanging over her head is that she's she's the unwanted toy toy of Christmas Island or whatever the fuck it is, right? Right. right. And this guy is way too pretty for her. Yeah, you know, that, that, and he knows it. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he does. So there's that aspect of it, and that's that's sort of like walks us through the first half of the movie, and it's 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 fucking seedy and it's sad and it's depressing. And then and then Newman Newman, you know, trying to sort of pick up games on his own and get this old the old the old thumbs broken at one point. Uh, yeah, because he fucks because the word gets around and he gets to people who didn't like being taken the way he took them. So now so now enter. I mean, he he's entered uh, before, but George C. Scott. George C. Scott. In his, by the way, his third like real film mm-hmm. at all. He was in Anatomy of a Murder. Was the second film before this, and he was in some film I don't remember before that. He actually um, was in a film a long time before that, uncredited, as was Steve McQueen in the same film, a little film called Somebody Up There Likes Me or Loves Me. Oh wow! Okay. The Paul Another Newman, Paul Newman uh, boxing. boxing film. Yeah, yeah. They're both. They, uh, uh, Steve McQueen oh, plays a gang member, and and uh, George C. Scott plays a, a fellow prisoner. Shit, I think I saw that once a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so so he returns here, and, and he's and he is great. He's you know he's fucking oily. Yeah. He's, okay, so because what we come to find out is this: Minnesota fans isn't the king of sort of like the underworld, and it's Min- uh, Milwaukee's where they are supposed to be at, yeah, right? Yeah. The king of the underworld is actually this guy, George yeah. C. Scott. He's the guy who bankrolls everybody, oh, including no. Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota fans is, is is simply in it for the love of the game and the yeah. love of the lifestyle and love of being who and he is. And he's making good money doing it, but the man in charge yeah. is George C. Scott. George C. Scott could give, give a shit about pool. or I mean, if he Anything. could make the same amount of money off a of flea circus, he would do that. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got a, a real sense of who the winners and the losers are. And initially he pegs um, Newman correctly as a, a loser. loser. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he even changes his mind when he decides no. to become his manager, but he's now got someone to kind of, something to play, the, the way it's I see to, to play with, right? Yeah, he gets a toy. He gets a toy. He's a rich guy, yeah, playing with this loser yeah. and taking him on the road. Right. This, this this loser who is so much more talented than he is at one given thing. To That's be true sure. too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like he like Scott has no particular talent except not giving a shit. That's like his one superpower. Yeah. So you know, in a sense, you know, who's got who's who's the winner on that one? It's kind of hard to say. Well, but if it's money, then it's definitely George C. Scott. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's why you're pulling for for Newman because um, Newman Newman Jackie Gleason Minnesota Fats is fine. Right. He's who he is, and and he's he has his own cynicism, but he's fine in the world. Yeah. Piper Laurie is not fine. She's fragile. She, she's fragile. She's not going to get better. George C. Scott is winning in all the traditional sense, but he's just fucking, he's burdened with um, maliciousness. I mean, he's yeah. just fucking, he, you know, he's, he's a, rotten a dude. dark, dark, rotten dude. Yeah. And Eddie Felson, with all his conning, he has a chance. And he's yeah. part of the chance is that he's tasted it with this dysfunctional relationship. Mm-hmm. Dysfunctional as it is, yeah. he's had he's had a taste of what it might be like to be a real human being. Yeah, and what are the, what are the great sort of energies going on in this thing, the great character interactions, is between Piper Laurie and George George C. Scott, because yeah. they spot each other fucking oh, immediately. They get it. Like immediately yeah. they fucking, their, their backs go up yeah. like cats in a fucking alleyway. Yes. George C. Scott knows who she is and knows yeah. what he can do to get her out of the picture. Right. And he wants to get her out of the picture because she's that redemption thing. She's that thing that's going to take Eddie and make him a better human, not a better pool player, but a better fucking human. She's going to, oh, she's, yeah. she's, she's potentially the source of that character that Eddie's been missing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hope you don't mind if I, because you just said something really insightful, but I just want to back off. Oh, 
with the intensity for a second here. Oh. And just and we'll, come, we'll come right back to it because we're sort of at like the, the third act yeah. uh, a description here. Is that um, your dad used to take you and, and I guess your brother to play pool at top of the hill, Daly mm-hmm. City. There was a great a pool town and country. Yeah, and he took me a couple of times with you guys. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about that is that I always remember that your dad would teach us the movie The Hustler. Teach us, if not to recite the lines ourselves, at least to recognize the recitation of the lines, mm-hmm. and then spend most of the pool game just reciting, reciting the, the lines from the hustler. Oh, as look at that fat man moving around that table. The way he makes his pool dance. They make him. He makes them all dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he would yeah. give all the lines, and it was like it would be kind of like a thrilling, like we're playing pool. Because look, on my own, by the way, I should say this. I've had lived in apartments that had pool tables, like in the rec room. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had this fantasy, as I think every guy has at some time or another. If I practice for a year, I can be really good at this thing, right. and I fucking stink at <laughs> pool, right? Right. So it never was that much of a pleasurable experience to play more than two games, except when I played as a kid yeah. with your dad. Playing pool is, I, during, when I was in the Navy, I, I took that year, and I became pretty damn good. Me and my friend would, would play at this really seedy shithole bar yeah. in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And uh, I got pretty fucking good at it, but it was. But you're right. I've never enjoyed pool as much as I enjoyed that. Okay. Playing in the old town and country with it, which even had like it was like gold. Uh, the, like, there was no green felt. It was all gold felt in it. Yeah, it was pretty kind of nice. cool and left over from the sixties <laughs> or the fifties. I don't know fucking when, but yeah, it was a really cool. Like it was a great little establishment. I think. I wonder if it's still there. I love to think. I like to think it is. Well, one of the things I thought I'd mention is. Um, Dee Dee Allen um, edited this this film, um, and, and I think it's worth mentioning now because in the first two acts you get the, the high pacing of the film. Yeah. With all, I mean, it's, it's cool. really actually beautiful editing. Yeah. Well, she was the one a couple years later who 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 edited uh, Bonnie and Clyde, hmm. and that that's a film that has amazing editing in small like spaces, uh-huh. like like literally small physical spaces. How many camera shots are involved in a small? So sh- so she's pretty amazing at that, hmm. and it was directed. By Mr. Robert Rawson, who by the I did not know this. I didn't. Hmm. I don't know anything about I Robert Rawson. So tell me. He um, refused to testify under uh, for HUAC, the House of Un-American nice. Activities. No, and then decided differently. Oh, no, he, he was the one who famously named exactly. 57 members of the Communist <laughs> Party. So I know people give Aliyah Kazan, oh, we gave um, Barbara Stanwyck, we've, we've given people a hard time, but That's this guy appears to be the bottom of the fucking barrel, man. Oh, fuck him, man. <laughs> God damn it, but he had one great movie to give us in here. He had one great movie, and then one last piece of trivia here. Murray Hamilton is in this. Now, Murray Hamilton played um, the bartender in uh, Anatomy of a Murder. Okay. And he's a bartender in this movie as well. And in fact, I think that he, I mistook Jake LaMotta for him, um, not in, in terms of looks, but just I like, just placed them. He was one sure. of the early bartenders on the road. Okay, okay. But he plays a character named Mr. Findley. Nice. I just thought I'd add that little piece of trivia. <laughs> okay, we'll play, sir. Yeah, I just had to put the screaming brakes on a good conversation. So let's go back to act did three. Any, did the name even come up during the movie? I don't remember. I just, I'd have to go watch. Now I, now I will watch it. Useless research, time. yeah. I will, because here's again, I'm going to watch this movie a bunch of times before I go. Because it's that fucking good a movie. It is a great okay. Back Great up. fucking movie. So, anyways, another movie. George C. Scott gets his way. He gets Piper Laurie out of the way. Well, okay. So, so he takes he takes Eddie Felson on the road trip, right, right. down to Louisville, Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, where there's going to be a lot of fat cats yeah. drinking mint juleps, and he's going to take advantage of them and, and really a, hustle some games. An effeminate, uh, an effeminate uh, snooker player, millionaire. <laughs> 
And and yeah, you're right. So he gets her out of the way, but the way he gets her out of the way is, is completely vicious. And, yeah. and it's it's I wouldn't say vicious on her part. It's a defeatist, like black sort yeah. of like area that she so crosses the last into. Fucking the last pond she she falls into. Yeah, and it's like so. So now what happens is, as dysfunctional as it was, as much as he needed to get out of that relationship and onto something new, yeah. he didn't need to get out of it that way. And it's like he had this cro- this sort of crossroads where it's like. Will his faith in humanity be so crushed that he has to go back to being a loser? Or can he become a real human being? Right. And the film ends with this sort of great scene. It's interesting. I, I read several things where there's a last scene where he, he starts to play pool with Minnesota Fats mm-hmm. again. Yep. Several people reported that they remembered that as the a long scene. People who'd only seen it once and went really? back. Yeah, and, and it, it's a hugely it, impactful scene. It's but it's much, much shorter, oh. but I think it's because of that impact you're talking about, right? Because yeah. Minnesota Fats you know, gives this sort of like smile to Eddie Felsen, like, look, you better do what the mob and Scott and everyone says. You better play ball, but also you better try one last time to become a human being. You got to make this sort of decision. And he gets it. Yeah. And well, that's the great thing about Minnesota yeah. Fence is you see him get it. Like, oh, yeah. He understands. I don't even know if he knows the story, but he gets what he's seeing. With oh, he's eyes. seen it all, baby. Yeah. He's yeah. seen it all. So yeah, he's not. Yeah. So fine. yeah, I thought it was unnecessary for him to say. In the way we go, it's a lot of character. <laughs> it's but. in there. Anyway, so I can't recommend this movie enough. I mean, really can't. It's 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 one of it's in the canon for a reason. Yeah. No, absolutely. It it fuck yeah, it's such a good flick. Yeah. And if you know, and if nothing else, it's the it's. It's the best pool movie that's not really about pool that's ever been made. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Go with that. Um, before I talk Take about Patreon subscribers, um, I yeah. thought I would mention a podcast that needs no help from us, and that is You Must Remember This, but only because it has a great sort of several episodes mm-hmm. on Hollywood and the blacklist. Uh-huh. And um, that might speak to some of the issues that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we want to thank you for being a Patreon subscriber. We can only ask you to tell a friend yep. uh, about our great secret episodes. Pass it along. There's a man with a guitar standing dangerously near us as we're wrapping up <laughs> our episodes. So if you hear a little nervousness in her voice, that's it. How are you? How are you? Oh, hi. Um, and uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Tom, yep. you have a little business for us? Yeah. You know, I got the website, tomsmithcomedy.com. Go check it out. And yep. uh, I like that. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Can't yeah. stress that enough. Do the hustle. Dun, 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 dun. Never mind.